want to say to those who are or who do um, listen to our podcasts, um, who watch our YouTube channel on um, Operation Life Ministries, as well as uh, those who who listen to or watch here and there um, the Facebook channel. Um, a lot of us, well, we, as you see on the screen here, um, we're looking at the book of Revelation. Um, we're going to try not to do too long. Um, but we want to start off in Revelation 1, verse 1. You know, we live in a time, brothers and sisters, where that, especially today, where that on one hand, you say, get the shot, the jab. On another hand, you say, I'm not getting a shot. Me, myself, I believe that times like this, um, the Bible spoke of. We have brothers and sisters who, at this time, were baptized and they declare that they have been baptized in the name of Jesus, the Christ of Nazareth. We debate over the letter J, um, as you see on the screen over here, you see the revelation of Jesus Christ. We have a lot of brothers and sisters who have turned away and has given up on believing in Christ and says that they trust science. And we ask the question, well, what is science? We know that science, in my understanding, is taking something tangible breaking it down until you can build it back up and give you evidence. And we have those who are debating if they should take the jab. And in the process of taking the jab, they say, well, I'm taking the jab because I trust science. I trust that they have took whatever is happening, broke it down, looked at what they broke down, then put it back together and says, this is the cure.
you have those who are taking the jab and is now pointing the finger at those who's not taking the jab. You have those who are taking the jab and is saying, oh, it's the unjabbed, okay? We know um, vaccinated, but it's the unjabbed people that are getting other people sick. And when you look at a lot of research, it's saying, hey, if you get the jab, you can go out. So people stand in the line and they get the jab. Then when they get the jab, you see on television that, oh, you know, even though you got the jab, you still can get ill. You still can catch this virus, but still get the jab. Hey, it's your preference. That's the key point. You know, the key point is yours. It's your decision. One thing that the scripture says is to make sure that your salvation is sure. Not to make sure that everybody else's. Not to make sure that his salvation or her salvation or. But your salvation. And I'm speaking to the brothers and sisters. Who declare. That they have been baptized in the name of Yahshua HaMashiach. Let me show you something here so understand see so that we can get some understanding here see where that some say hey and you see that the letter J is not there okay <laughs> okay so the revelation of Yahshua HaMashiach which Elohim gave unto him to show unto his servants Okay, things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant, Yochanan, John. Okay, now let's go back to the King James. That's where that a lot of us are, are told to read and a lot of us read it and, you know, a lot of us are baptized in the names that we understand who the Son of God is. And depending on where you live at, depending on the landmass or the country that you're in, depending on how you speak your language. But I want to look at just a little bit of Revelations um, chapter 1. I don't know. I'm not going to say that, hey, we want to go through the whole book. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to say that that's what we're going to do. But 
I do believe that we're at the time where that if you can read, you should read it. You should read it. If you were one at one time who says that, you know, um, there's something more than just the previous life and then after death. The Bible does declare in the book of Genesis, speaking to Adam, the moment you eat, you shall surely die. In this day and age, there was a song um, by a sex artist by the name of Prince. And he wrote a song that we're going to party till like 1999. When you study that song, you come to find out that that song means we're going to party like 1999 because God is not coming back. That's what he meant by that song. And a lot of people dance to it. Because you also believe that we're going to party like it's 1999. As if the Most High God has forsaken the earth. And a lot of us believe this in the mind. You know, that uh, the Most High God has forsaken the earth there has been according to the scriptures sorry got the green screen probably can't see so it's going to be messed up but but when God spoke to Noah he says my spirit shall not strive with man but only 120 years for the reason he is also flesh. According to and understanding the parables in the scriptures, because I believe that the entire Bible is a parable. This is why we got to read it line upon line. Here a little, there a little. For this is how we get our understanding. We just can't read it like one of the great American books, such as Harry Potter. You just read the whole entire book. You know, um, with this book, as we know as the Bible, you might read just a little bit and scratch your head and say, what's happening? And by the power of the Holy Spirit guides you to another book in the Bible and say, oh, now I begin to see. So, a lot of individuals also believe that God has forsaken the earth after Adam. But then the flood came, a universal flood. A universal flood that is recorded in different ways in different um, parts of the earth, but a flood is written. And 
the Bible declares that only eight people survived during that flood. The Bible declares that we are we are the people that are alive due to those eight people that God spared. And a lot of us who were raised and prepared by our grandparents and grandparents before them, we said, wait a minute, you know, there's going to come a time when Babylon is going to fall. See, there's going to come a time where that we're going to have to come out of her. Because the more we stay in her, the more we're going to take on her plagues. See, when God starts bringing these plagues down, and because we don't want to leave, because we think that things are getting better, of course, um, as you see, technology. See, you see behind me, the Tower of Babel. You see behind me, one who's holding the moon in his hand. See, the moon in the scriptures represents the law of God. And you see, as it flips back and forth, one now holds the law of God, you know. Um, we're waiting to see if man during this time where that we have technology, the phones, that has more technology inside of it than when they first went to the moon. We know that they are going into a place called lower earth orbit. Okay. We know that the great scientists and the great um, builders of today are, 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 are taking people, putting them into little rockets and ships. That's what they say. And are putting them in and, 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 and they are leaving the face of the earth, going into a place called lower earth orbit where they can see out of the window and it's amazing if you go and you watch such as William Shat Shatner I think that's how you pronounce his name um, Captain Kirk when he finally went into lower earth orbit the camera shows the moon in the firmament God says he put it in the firmament. Then somehow they come back and land. Isn't that amazing? The time that we are living in. It's amazing how that Elon Musk got to applaud him for a lot of his um, curiosities 
and how he is invested in the electric vehicles, the Tesla car that drives by itself, that parks by itself. You know, we are beyond the microwave. How that we are beyond just the television. You know, where that now we can put on the 3D and implant ourselves inside of a world. You know, put ourselves there. You know, where that now um, the Most High God is telling us to come out of her. The, the, but the Most High God tells us to be in the world, not of it. To, to not be of it means to come out. But a lot of us are implanted to the point where we can't come out. And one of the reasons, you know, is, 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 is it's not said to say but must be said that a lot of brothers and sisters cannot go to God, no matter how much they try. See, for Yahshua, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, declares, no man can come to me except the Father which sends me, draw him. That's a powerful statement. Draw him. And all that the Father sends to me will come. Will come. A lot of us has given up on the Most High God. Has given up. A lot of us are also taking these plagues that is falling upon Babylon, okay, upon Egypt. Let's just go to the last, let me, let me go to the last. chapter of this book. Let me just read this at verse 18. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, Elohim, God, shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part 
out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. A lot of us are teaching our brothers and sisters to turn away, not trust the book, but trust the unknowing. There are plagues that have hit beyond just hail falling from the sky, beyond just lice covering an entire continent, beyond the black death, you know, um, the sex AIDS virus. Now we're in a time where that people are saying, what is this SARS? known today as COVID-19. What is this? Barack Obama, the former president of the United States, you can look this up if you will, spoke in 2014 that we have to be prepared for a different or, or a kind of flu that would happen in the next five years. He said that during his presidency, I think that's his second term, in the year 2014, that we have to be prepared in just in case a different kind of flu would take place. Now, if we count 14, we got 15, 16. 17, 18, 19, COVID. He spoke that, and then here comes COVID-19. So when the presidents of the United States of America, brothers and sisters, are speaking and you have the opportunity to hear them on your television sets, on your, your, your phones, listen to them, hear what they say, see, but as I stated, you know, just speaking to the brothers and sisters who have turned away from the teachings of the apostles who have walked with Christ, you know, who have handled him. And of course, we have the great debates if Christ has ever lived. All of us will die one day. And if we're never resurrected, your point has been proven. There's no need to worry. But if we are, you're going to wish you were never born.
See, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of it. See, a lot of us has said, including certain preachers who have, and we will see this in the book of Revelations. The book of Revelations is not a book to be afraid of. It's information. See, it's information. And it's information not to the world, but to you. See, the word of God, Christ says, I have defeated the world. Christ says, be in it, meaning pay attention, meaning don't get caught up in it. See, go ahead, go to work, count the money, use it to go and do your takeouts and take care of your family, do whatever you have to do, but don't be of it. See, a lot of us have to be of it. See, we just, it's, it's, it's just not satisfactory to be in it. I have to be of it. See, we live in the time that now we have Gucci. See, looking good. Christ says, isn't life more than just raiment? Isn't life more than clothing? See, a lot of us have the ability to move throughout and because we do we have to be of it let's look a little bit i think i introduced enough or brought in the introduction enough but let's look a little bit at the book of revelation chapter one what is of revelation first of all the revelation of jesus christ what is that what is that you know something that you have asked yourself over and over you know what is the revelation the unveiling of jesus christ of Nazareth, not just any Jesus. We're just not talking about any man, brothers and sisters. Okay, we're just not talking about when a person said, Jesus, you know, oh my God, you know. We're talking about the son of the highest, the son of the most high God. And the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 1 says the revelation of Jesus Christ and it's important that we see pardon me it's important that we see in that second statement right there after the comma 
which God gave unto him. So God has given him a revelation. We have to remember that Christ was slain before the foundation of the world. And when we look at certain writings, let's look at something, something here. Let's go here so you see what we're doing. And let's look at certain things here. Okay? Let's bring some things up. Now, in if you see on the screen, you see Romans chapter 16, 25. And we know that Paul introduces himself to the Romans because we're looking at what is a revelation, okay? I'm going to open up my book here and I just want to read something here. I'm, I'm going to the book of Romans real quick and I'm going to read down a few verses and we're going to look at as Paul as you can read for yourself, you know, you can see it and just read it for yourself. Um, but if you have your Bible, you can turn to the book of Romans chapter 1. I just want to read something here real quick. How Paul Shewall, okay, call him Paul Shewall, okay, introduces himself. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, this is the book of Romans, and we're going to read Romans chapter 1, all the way down, Romans chapter 1, verse 1, and I'm going to end at verse 7, okay? And then we're going to get into uh, what we have here on the screen over here, okay? Paul a servant of Jesus Christ. Now, notice it's the book of Rome. It's the book. It's a letter to the Romans. So, we have to ask ourselves, are the Romans no more? They are. When you look at Great Britain, see, when you look at how the Germans mixed with the Romans, when the Romans tried to conquer the so-called barbarians, the so-called Viking tribes, or the German tribes, over time, they mixed. Okay. Are the Romans still today, when we have the Roman universal church? where that we understand that certain leaders who feel as though that they are still descendants of Caesar and run the world. So this letter still stands for those who are in Rome, such as the United States of America is a Roman power. See, the Roman Catholic Church is in America. 
we have brothers and sisters who are in the Roman Catholic Church, which tells us that they are in Rome. It's, it just might seem like that didn't make sense. But if you just listen to it, of what was just stated, you might sit back and say, that makes sense. But let's read a little bit here. Paul, Sewall, if you will, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. Notice you're going to hear that Paul has a gospel, as you see right here. Now to him that is a power to establish you according to my gospel. Right? So you know the gospel, some say, is good news. See, the good news. And we're going to leave it there for the moment. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God of Elohim, the gospel belonging to the Father. When you look at the book of Revelations, let me show you this real quick, you know. Uh, let me show you this real quick. Let's get this real quick. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Okay. Paul in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, the good news from God. God told Adam, you may eat of two. God told Adam, you may eat of every tree of the garden, but the tree, which is in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good, Remember, when the young ruler ran up to Christ and fell before him, he said, Good master, what must I do to become saved? What must I do to be moved out of the way from the wrath to come? Christ said, Why call me good? There is none good but Elohim. Translated today, God. There's none good. Remember, in the book of Genesis, God told Adam, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good. If there's none good but God, do not eat of the tree of the knowledge of God and of evil. So we say good. And evil. So this good news that Paul just said in the book of Romans, chapter 1, verse 1, separated unto the gospel of God, verse 2, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the holy scriptures, holy, separate, in writings that are separate from any other writing in the world separate from any other writing in the world. That's important. 
See, holy means separate from what? From everything else. See, and I, I'm talking to the brothers and sisters that have turned from God. You, you no longer trust him. Because today you say, I trust science. Trust is to believe, to hold on to. When science change every other day, every day. Today, science says this. 30 days from now, it says, no, it's not this, it's this. God says his word never change. So to trust in science is to trust in that which changes. You know, you can even go to, if you drive cars if you play vi uh, 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 video games if you are computer smart the science of the old computers don't work anymore so that science is dead see when they first came out the science of the old televisions don't work anymore that science is no longer we evolved in science which means that it doesn't stay the same the most high says his word never change he is the same yesterday today and forever See, so to trust and hold on to something that will never stay the same will have you on a roller coaster ride and you'll never stop screaming because you don't know for sure. Because science is not going to guarantee you, brother, sister, it's not going to guarantee you that you will turn into a cyborg. It's not guaranteeing you that you will be able to download your consciousness. And then when the flesh dies, take that consciousness and implant it into some kind of machine where that now your consciousness is always there. See, that's the science that people are trying to trust in and to get into. They're trying to get into the iRobots. They're trying to get into the minority reports. See, that's the science, but it never stays the same. Let's continue, and, then I, and I'm gonna try to move quickly. Verse three. I have to start from Romans chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets. 
by his prophets, brothers and sisters, not by the prophets, his, okay, in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, concerning his son. But they say, wait a minute, God can't have a son. The word begotten is a very important word when we look at the book of, uh, but the gospel according to Yochanan or John, where you read the only begotten, The only begotten means the only raised up child. God the Father never raised any child but Christ. Adam, he created him and however he was created, he didn't have to raise him. He just commanded him. Christ on the other hand, was raised by God. See, God taught him. See, God commanded Joseph to move here and to go there, to do this, to do this, until it was time for his ministry. When he was baptized, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Not that he did the Zeus thing where that he came down and slept with a woman and made a demigod. See, he didn't do the Zeus thing. God is clear. The only begotten, the only raised up individual to the point that when Christ was on a cross, he said, why hast thou forsaken me? Why would he say that? Because he know God raised him up. See, he know that God raised him up like some of us who are stepfathers. Some of us who raising just our brothers and sisters' children, where that one grows up to follow after your teaching. And you can sit back and say, this is my begotten son. Language and words, no matter how we try to play with them in the Greek, in the Latin, in the Hebrew, we speak in English. Okay? We know that God came down and confound the languages in Babylon. This is why it's called Babel. This is why there's multiple languages in America. It's multiple tongues in this great land. And it's one of the reasons why it is also considered Babylon. Verse 3. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, for those who just tuned in, we're reading the book of Romans, chapter 1. And we are studying the book of Revelations, chapter 1. We're looking at the word revelation. We're looking at how Paul, because Paul does a lot of writing, and how Paul introduces himself to be able to talk about the term revelation, okay? Romans chapter 1, verse 3, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, 
which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the holy, I'm sorry, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead by whom we have received grace. Notice where people say we're not under the law. We're under grace. And a lot of people don't explain that. And I think it's unfair that pastors today say we're not underneath the law. We're underneath grace where Christ says not one dot, not one tittle should be moved from the law. Where Christ says, I don't come to this, to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. See, salvation is grace, mercy, where that God tells Moses, I shall have mercy on whom I choose and I shall have compassion on whom I choose. That's grace. If God chooses to have mercy on you and compassion on you, that's grace. But that does not mean you're not underneath the law. That does not mean that not speaking to everybody because the Gentiles have a law unto themselves that seem like it's connected with the word of God, but it's not. It's a law unto themselves. See, however, we, the people of God, turn from him. Can a leopard change his spots? But the people of God tried to change his God, tried to turn away in the midnight hour and don't call upon him. Don't call upon him when when your loved ones is sick with this thing called corona. With it, they can't breathe. Knowing that breath comes from God. Knowing that he puts it in your body. Hallelujah. Let's continue. By whom we have received grace and apostleship. For obedience to the faith among all nations for his name among whom are ye also the call of Jesus Christ brothers and sisters some of us have turned to say I'm gonna trust this science some of us have that jab not because you prayed over it but because you trust science. Some of us had to get it and get multiple jabs, flu vaccines, all of this vaccines. And with that, you say, that's what I need. The Most High God has blessed the mind and the heart of man to make medicine, okay? To make medicine. But it's understood that if you caught Corona, that once you beat it by the power of God. Why? Because he has made the flesh perfect. He has made it to the point that you can build up antibodies. Like a person catch the flu. And when they catch this new strain of flu and then they beat it you notice that you're not sick no more. Why? 
because your body then built up and said, no, nah, shorty, let's go. Let's go. Something's foreign in me. And because you know how to call on God, because you know how to pray to him, because you don't need somebody to sit back and say, let me show you. And if you do, because you have a circle of brothers and sisters who will say, let me take you by the hand and pray with me. For if there are two or three that are in agreement, then the son of the highest, his spirit, let this mind which is in Christ be also in you. That spirit is in the midst. And then the Holy Spirit gives you the words to say to God. You don't know what to say to God. I don't know what to say to God. Nobody knows what to say to God. He's, he's God. Nobody knows what to say. But in prayer, what does he do? He gives you the right words to say to him. And when you do this, you know you beat this flu. You know you beat this corona. You know it. However, you got the jab. That's okay. You got the jab. But then you say, I trust science. I turn. I turn. I betray him. See, I betrayed him. I turn away from him. Because now I trust that which never stays the same. The great CDC of the United States says five days, 10 days, 14 days, 21 days. To do what? To isolate yourself. One day is 21, then it's 14, then it's 10, then it's five. You need the vaccine, then you need one shot, booster, then you need a second booster, then a third booster, now they're talking about a fourth booster. See, but the decision is yours. See, it's yours. As you see behind me, the one that's holding the moon is saying, here, take it, eat. It's yours. But it's up to you. It's up to you. It's your decision. You say it's your body. And it is. And it is. We have to be cautious. And I'm going to finish at this last verse right here. To all that be in Rome. Remember when we started. The Roman Catholic Church. To all that be in Rome. Remember. The, the king and queen of England. Declared that they are of Rome. Remember. America. Columbus, so-called, came out of England 
the Roman Empire, which is secretly there, but is there, open, built America. See, the Roman Empire combined with, with the Germans, the Russians, see? So to all that be in Rome, we still live in this empire. We just don't believe it. See? We just don't believe it. We just don't want to because some of us turned away from the son of the highest. We turned away from the teachings of the apostles. See, the last day prophets where that Christ spoke to them about the kingdom of God. See, and where that the scripture was finished in 95 AD. See, where that the book was actually all put together now. And from 1,900 and certain years, maybe 27 years up to today, we say, no, no, the word of God is no. The word of God is not what it is. And a lot of us have a lot of legitimate reasons, brothers and sisters. And we have these doubts. You woke up one day in this land and your parents said that Santa Claus is real. Then you go and you bump into people outside of your home and you come to find out with multiple people that Santa is not real. But your parents were teaching you Santa and Christ. See, in December, they're singing, dashing through the snow in a one horse open sleigh. On the field we go, laughing all the way. To where? Where are, are you laughing all the way to? December 25th, there are those who's dying from Corona. See? Who wakes up with the cough and can't breathe. Where you laughing all the way to? However, your parents taught you about Santa. Then when you go to them and say, wait a minute, I thought you said Santa Claus was a real guardian. Oh, you know what? Uh, 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 so you the liar. See, Santa Claus ain't the liar, you the liar. You the one that told me about this man. And now, you were talking about this man, you talking about the tree, you talking about Christ. If you lied about that, you can't tell me nothing about Christ because you 
because you lied to me about this. The Bible says the moment a child is born, it begins to speak lies. The question that we have to ask, who taught the child to speak the lie? See, who taught the child to do this? So most of us, you know, have to be led back to God by God because the parent already tried to take you away from him at the early stages of life to where you come to find out and say, you know, I can't even believe my own father and my own mother because they taught me of this elf named Santa. If you look at an elf and you look up that word, you're going to find a wandering spirit. So you know an elf is a spirit. So you know Santa Claus is the spirit. We know that the Bible says, let this mind, which is in Christ, be also in you. See, let this mind be in you. See, we know about the Holy Spirit, so we don't trust nothing. So now as we're looking at the book of Revelations, we see that Paul is a disciple, is, 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 is called, okay, is called by God. Romans chapter 1 verse 1, Paul, the servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God. See, can't talk about nothing else. Let's look at the term revelation. Let's go back real quick because I'm going to end this. And let's look at Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God... Let me give us some help here. Let's let's change it up a little bit. It's a little sweet. Okay. The revelation of Yahshua HaMashiach, which Elohim gave unto him to show unto his servants, not to the world, not to the world. Let's say that again. Not to the world but his servants. If you are not his servant, this is not given unto you. And because a lot of us who say, I trust science, it's no need for you to argue because you don't believe, you don't trust, you don't understand, you don't want to understand because you can't. I'll be one to tell you, the reason why you don't believe this is because you can not. For Christ says, no man can come unto me except the Father which sends me draw him. And all that the Father sends to me will come. See, will come. And for those who die in their sins, the reason why you die in your sins is because you could not go unto Christ. See what I'm saying? You couldn't do it. No matter how hard you tried, you have to be written within. A lot of us are written 
without. See, all are called. When you're born into this world, you are called. But that don't mean you're chosen. That don't mean you're chosen. The revelation of Yahshua HaMashiach, which Shaks Elohim gave unto him to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent it and signified it by his angel. That's a powerful word. Unto his servant, Yochanan. Let's go back to the book of to the King James, okay? And let's go back and we just seeing what is a revelation. Paul says in the book of Romans, chapter 16, as he was able as he was able to write unto those in Rome. Those that's underneath the Roman power. And he's writing and he's explaining what a revelation is. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel. It takes power for you to actually believe the gospel. You just can't do it on your own. It takes a power. Remember, Christ says no man can come unto me except the Father which sends me draw him. And all that the Father sends to me will come. The word draw means to be snatched out of your situation, out of what you think you love, out of a family that you wanted to be so connected to, but God says, no, I'm going to give you a new family. I'm going to give you new brothers. I'm going to give you new sisters. I'm going to give you new children. I'm going to give you a new, a new wife. Not that the wife that you are with, because God is not against the husband and wife, but a new wife, the new mindset of the wife, the new mindset of the husband. Pull you out of your situation. See, pull you out. And then tell you, stand like the man that I made thee. For I shall question you and you will answer. See, you will answer. You will be able to read the word of God and stand. Some of us trust science and have turned. And we have to ask ourselves, were you sent to Christ by the power of of the Holy Spirit, by the power of wisdom and counsel, by the power of, of the spirit of might, by the power of the spirit of knowledge, by the power of the fear of the Lord, were you sent to Christ? Or did you think that you can just do this on your own? Do you study the scriptures? Not so you can go out or we can go out and teach everybody unless we are sent to teach everybody. See, for how can they hear unless God send a preacher? Okay, how can they hear unless God 
puts it on the heart of a man to say, preach, which is foolishness to the world. Man, you ain't making no sense, bruh. Don't nobody want to hear that, shorty. Go ahead. That's foolishness. But then there are those who say, wait a minute, he don't want to hear, she don't want to hear, but talk to me. See? Tell me. A lot of us shall die in our sins. And when we wake up, if there is a resurrection, see, if they just consider that there is one, and when you wake up, who will you be standing before? Romans chapter 16, verse 25. Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ, according to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began. What world? Not since the planet Earth began. But since men walked on the earth, see, since men walked on the earth, that word world represents since men walked on the earth, okay? However, a revelation is a shh. You can't know this unless I give it to you. Mm, mm, mm. Let's look at the book of Revelations. As a matter of fact, I'm going to read it right here. The revelations of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. You can't know this unless I give it to you. They say salvation is a gift from God. See? Let's go down. And let's read the book of Galatians. Now we know this is also Paul. For I neither received it. As a matter of fact, let's go to, I'm going to read a, a verse before what you see on the screen. Okay. That's Galatians chapter 1 verse 21. I mean 12. But I'm going to read from. Mm, mm, mm. Verse 1. I'm going to stop at 12, which is on the screen. But for those who say, you know what, man, I watched this and I have my book. Okay? Um, the book of Galatians, chapter 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man. Some of us are are pastors and preachers by men. See, not by God at all. Not by Jesus Christ at all. But some of us have kissed so much tail. See, have sat underneath so many of these preachers' 
and finally got what we wanted. I've been sitting under him for 20 years. Now, I finally began to have my own church. See? Let me read that again. The book of Galatians chapter 1 verse 1. Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by men, but of Jesus Christ. In addition to God the Father who raised him from the dead. Ain't nobody else in heaven. Today, a great shucks actor has passed away by the name of Sidney Poitier. He made a movie called Heat in the Night. A lot of those in Hollywood are saying now he brings a little bit more to heaven. He's not in heaven. No man is there. But Christ, maybe Enoch, maybe Elijah, those who God has took up. But we know that Christ is sitting on the right-hand side of his father. Waiting until the time that he make his enemies his footstool. See, we at the, some of us are saying, man, this is too long. Well, let me ask you a question. Who lives longer than mankind on the earth? Isn't it not written in your scriptures that ye are gods? For you are made in the image of God. Do a dog live longer than you? Do a cat live longer than you? Do a rat live longer than you? Do a cow live longer than you? Does a horse live longer than you? I mean, it could, depending on your behavior in life. But just imagine if you live to be a hundred. Is that not God-like? Verse 2 of the book of Galatians chapter 1. And all the brethren which are with me unto the church of Galatia. Grace be unto you in peace from God the Father. And from our Lord Jesus Christ. And from our Master. Our Lord. Not from the Lord, but our. This is personal. This is not, Christ does not belong to the world. God says, these are my feast days. Christ don't belong to Christmas. Christ don't belong to uh, Santa. As the president of the United States said on this day, that the Grinch did not take Christmas. Because so many people were ill on Christmas. Why would Christ give you Christmas and have no power in it? Don't make sense. Don't make sense. Verse 4. Who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world. According to the will of God. And our, that's another personal word, our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. 
I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Mm -mm. Some of us say, no, I, I trust science now. I'm moving to another truth. Excuse me. A truth that does not stay the same. Verse 7, which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel in unto you, then that which we have preached unto you, let him be a curse. You better watch what denomination you're in. You better make sure that you are walking according to the teachings of the apostles. So whichever denomination and whichever movement and whatever name it is, if it's not the teaching of the apostles, then it is a curse. Verse 9, as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. See? For do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? See, the preaching of God is foolishness unto the world, but it's not to satisfy you in any way so that you can bow down to another man. It's not to please you. It's not to make you feel good. It's just to tell you the truth. You know, they use the term, the truth hurt. You say, why? Because you learned that you lived a lie. See? When you know that you live the lie that bothers you. So it's not the truth that hurts. It's the fact that the truth revealed that you lived a lie. And that's the part that hurt. When you say, mm, all these years, all these days, all these hours, I lived a lie. But thank the Most High Elohim and His Son, the Redeemer, that you understand the truth. For, verse 10, for do I now persuade men or God? That's a question. Or do we seek to please men? That's a question. For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Let's go to verse 11. Now you see on the screen here, I apologize. You see verse 12 there. But I clarify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after men. Let's read verse 12. For I neither received it of men, neither was I taught it by, neither was I taught it, but 
by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Where did this revelation come from? Let's go back to the book of Genesis. I mean, the book of Revelation, verse 1. And it reads, The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him. Listen to what Paul says. For I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. What is a revelation of Jesus Christ? Let's go back up to what Paul says. Now to him that is of power to establish you. According to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery. Which was kept secret since the world began. So what is the revelation? A secret that no man knew. That God only gave unto his son. When God told Moses, I shall have mercy on whom I choose, and I shall have compassion on whom I choose. Remember when Moses was on the mountain, they build the golden calf, and they start dancing and trying to sacrifice. And God told Moses to go down. Because I, he, 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 he wants to take care of that behavior. Some people call the Bible a bloody book. But guess what? What land are we living in? It's bloody. See, war is bloody. World War One. If you read the book that they write on the history, it's bloody. World War Two. If you read the book on World War Two, it's bloody. You will read how many men and women died, but they call the Bible the bloody book. Remember when Moses was on Mount Sinai? And God says he was going to make a covenant with him, a people with him, and destroy those. And Moses was like, whoa, you going to deliver them from Egypt and then go down there and kill them all? God, Moses is saying have mercy. But God says, I'm going to have mercy on whom I choose. That's why he's called God. See, if he has mercy on you, thank him, for he chose it. Not that you decided to speak to him, and he says, ah, oh, well, because you did this, I'm going to have it. No, 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 no. Before I formed thee, in the womb I knew thee, and in the belly I ordained thee. I gave you mercy. I gave you compassion. I gave you grace. See, here's Paul is telling us, for I neither received it of man. Neither was I taught it. But by the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hmm. Hmm. And what is a revelation? A secret, a mystery. God had to reveal it to his mind. Let's see what Peter says. Wherefore, grid up the loins of your mind. Be sober and hope to the end. A lot of us have turned and said, I trust science. I know you took the jab, brothers and sisters. I know you took it. But still trust God. Still trust God because you don't know what they put in you. You know it and I know it. 
You know it and I know it. You don't know what they put in your body. I know some of us says, I trust science. Science is today and say, ah, well, we were wrong. God is the same today. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Peter, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 13. Wherefore, grit up the loins of your mind. Be sober. You know there's nothing like a sober mind. There's nothing like a sober mind. If you challenged a unsober mind versus a sober mind, you're going to lose every time. Even if you like the trees and the trees have you relaxed and chilling. I don't, hey, you know, I don't have nothing against the earth. I cannot judge a man. No man should judge another man. Be careful with the judgment that you put on a man because you will be judged with that same judgment. And that judgment might be 10 times than that judgment that you judge in that man. There's a song that says, be careful what you say to me because it just might end up happening to you. See? Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Wow. To know what's going on and what is happening. Christ says, you can look at the sky and see a storm is coming. You can look at the sky and see it's red and know a great storm is coming. But you cannot look at the scriptures and see the time you're in. My goodness. You cannot open up the book and know where you are. What time it is. You do not see the fig leaf growing on the figs. As you know that summer is near. So shall you know the coming of the son of man you don't know this the weatherman says it's going to be fair weather tomorrow the weather lady says it's going to be a storm tomorrow and you say okay well i'm not going to work tomorrow or i'm going or, or i'm going to the beach But you're not prepared. For Christ says that he comes as a thief in the night. He comes in as a thief in the night. A lot of us, a lot of our family members have passed on, brothers and sisters. A lot of our family members has passed, has passed on since the teachings and in, in, in the talking about the son of the highest. See, if we look at the book of Ephesians, let me go there. Let me go there, if you don't mind. Let me go to the book of Ephesians. 
and we want to look at the word revelations. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Uh, let's go to the book of Ephesians. See, and let's look at chapter three, verse one through seven. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for the Gentiles. If ye have heard of the dispensation of grace of God, which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation, how that by the mystery that was before the world that is given unto Jesus Christ, that is given unto his servants. See, how that by revelation, how that by this mystery, this secret, he made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. This is why Paul has so many writings. Which is. Um, I apologize. Which in. Other ages. Was not made known. Unto the sons of men. As it is now. Revealed. Unto his holy. Apostles. And prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel, whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Amazing. Revelation is only made known, brothers and sisters, by Christ. For it is a mystery given unto Christ by his Father, revealed unto him. When Christ started his ministry and his work, he knew why. When he was baptized, the Spirit came down like a dove and John saw it. And with that spirit that came on him, he was driven into the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights. He didn't just walk in, just like the Bible says that after God has clothed Adam and Eve, he forced them out of the garden. They didn't want to leave. He forced them out. Just like when Christ was baptized, he was forced into the wilderness this power to be tested of Satan. And Christ says, it is written. Hallelujah. It is written. Let's go to some Old Testament real quick. Let's go to uh, the book of Amos. Let's go to three. And we're going to read verse 6 and 7. 
Shall a trumpet be blown in the city and the people not be afraid? Shall there be in a city and the Lord has not done it? Surely the Lord God will do nothing, but he revealeth his secret unto his servant, the prophet. Revelation, brothers, is a secret. As you study this book, as you go through this book, especially when you want to read about the mark of the beast, Revelation chapter 13, and how it's revealed, how this number, 666, and people say, well, what is it? And when we see a lot of the superstars today, when they shoot a, a three-point shot, shoot it, and then they run low and throw the sign up. That number is explained of why they do that. It's happening right in front of you. However, if you are not called of God, see, if you're not chosen of God, you won't know this. You, ah, man. And we who are called of God shouldn't be bothered by that. We shouldn't be bothered because you're called a liar. You're a liar, you're a liar. You're going to hell, you're going to hell by those who don't study the word of God, those who try to tear your spirit down, those who try to sit back because you are trusting in God and you're trying to give a religious exemption because you don't want this shot because you know, you know what's going down. See, you know what's happening. See, and you pointed, oh, you the unvaccinated. You the one that's getting us sick. Really? When they... To no disrespect. To no one. Because who can judge a man? But God. For every man is forced into this world through the womb of their mother and is forced out of and is forced out of this world when you're trying to hold on to life. So who can judge a man? Only God can judge a man. Tupac says, only God can judge me now. See, nobody could judge that man. It is given unto man once to live in the flesh and then the judgment. See, who can judge a man? Surely the Lord God will do nothing but he reveals his secret unto who? His servants, the prophet. He that considers himself spiritual or prophet, Paul says, let him acknowledge that all the things that I write are the commandments of God. So you know, when you talking to your family, your brothers, your sisters, your aunts, your uncles, those who are dear to you, and you bringing forth the scriptures just to have a conversation, not to judge your lifestyle, but to just say, thus says the word, you know you are a prophet. You know that through reading, you only hear the word of God through the scriptures. See, only through the scriptures. 
Let's go to the book of Daniel. Let's go to the book of Daniel. And let's read Daniel chapter 28. No, 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 no. Chapter 2, verse 28. Daniel speaking to somebody. Let's just go here real quick. I'm sorry for the... Don't want nobody to have no type of um, seizures. So how I'm moving this on the screen. Let's go here. We're going to start at 26. The king... The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was bowed to Shazar. Excuse me. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was bowed to Shazar, are thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof that's a powerful a powerful question he asking this man are thou able to make known unto me the dream can you tell me what i dreamed where are the secrets of man in his mind in the dream sometimes when a, when a man wakes up and god has given him and God has communicated with him in his mind and has revealed to him. He wakes up and say, oh, this was so real, yo. This thing is so real. I'm, I'm telling you. And it bothers you so much that you'll remember it for the rest of your life. But you will never get an understanding of it unless God reveals it to you. This is what's going on. And so you have to go and you tell your dream to this person, that person, this person, that person, this person, hoping that somebody can give you an understanding of your dream because you know that dream was as real as you are where you are. But here it is. If you ever read the book of Daniel, just to give you a little bit, the king of, 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 of Babylon or the king Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, had a dream and he's going to his wise men and he's asking his wise men for them to reveal the dream that he had and the interpretation. But they said, tell us your dream. No, 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 no. You are a magician. See, you are a, 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 a scientist. Tell me the dream. And the interpretation. Listen to what he says to Daniel, starting at Daniel chapter 2, verse 26. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was bowed to Shazar, Are thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen? Meaning that he's seen it, he remembers, and the interpretation thereof. Listen to verse 27 and 28. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret. So what are dreams? Secrets. The secret which the king has demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers. A storm is coming. But you don't know the time you're in. The astrologers, the magicians, or the warlocks or witches 
the soothsayers who sit back and say, ah, man, don't believe this. Let me just tell you. Show unto the king. None of them can do it. But watch this. But there is an Elohim, translated God, in heaven that revealeth secrets. What is a revelation? We just saw it's a secret that is revealed. But there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and make known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days. Not in the latter day. It's an S right there. Days. Today we say we are in the last day of the age. Thy dream and the vision of thy head upon thy bed are these. Here it is that this individual by the name of Daniel went to his fellows as they came together in prayer, which we brothers and sisters are lacking. We are lacking coming together in prayer and asking God for information. We think we can do it by ourselves. I can do this all by myself. I don't need no help. As if you were born without your father and mother. Even you might don't know your father or your mother. You might know them both. As if you didn't need their help. As if your mother didn't have to put you on her breast to give you milk. As if they didn't have to wrap you in a swaddling cloth to keep you warm. As if they didn't have to protect you when they come to find out that that man or that woman was a predator. As if they didn't have to help you learn how to tie your first shoe. I can do it all by myself. We thank God, brothers and sisters, that even in this day that we're living in, okay, that God is revealing secrets. That God is opening up the word of God. And is blessing the minds of brothers and sisters. And is showing us what time we are in. The book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 1. The revelations of Jesus Christ which God gave unto him to show unto his servants. Things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel. Mm, mm, mm. And as we study the book of Revelations, as we get into and in how he talks about the churches, who are, the, who are these angels or these stars? See, who are these angels? By his angel, by his star. You know what a superstar is? Let me show you something real quick. Okay. By his angel unto the servant John, who bore record of the word of God and of the testimony of Jesus Christ and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein. Why? Why? 
for the time is at hand. Is at hand. Notice the angel, a messenger, a star. Notice today we have stars and superstars. I want you to keep that in mind as we get into the book of Revelations um, chapter 1. Brothers and sisters, I, 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 we don't know what to say. We don't have the words to say. We just ask that the Most High God give us the words that need to be stated. We just pray that the Most High God helps those who are struggling with should I or should I not. We're praying for those who have lost loved ones based off of this so-called disease, this thing, this plague that is not just affecting your household, it's affecting the whole world. It's affecting the whole world. And I believe brothers and sisters, and I'm trusting that the most high God has prepared us for this. He has prepared his people for deliverance. Are you his people? Are you his people? If so, brothers and sisters, I pray that the Most High God will give you peace and deliverance. 